Hello and welcome to a special Saturday morning podcast here on the Basketball Zone Cowbell Kingdom YouTube channel. I'm your host, Leo Beers, and I'm very excited to have on Coach Jimmy Alapag um, from the Stockton Kings. My man, thank you so much for joining us today. I know it's Saturday, it's family day, but I really appreciate it. How are you doing? No, no worries, Leo. Thank you, man. I, I appreciate you having me. Um, I want to start off with the very beginning, Coach. How did you fall in love with basketball? Man, uh, so Lee, I'll take you way back. Um, you know, obviously being born to two Filipino parents um, in the Philippines, basketball is like the number one sport. Um, it's, it's basketball and many Pacquiao. Um, <laughs> Facts. So, you know, the, the influence started uh, pretty early. Uh, you know, my dad was a huge basketball fan. Um, I'm the youngest of six kids. So my two older brothers, my three older sisters, like as a family, we just kind of watched basketball. And so, you know, the love kind of started from there. I, I started playing at an early age. And yeah, that's kind of where the journey started. That's awesome. Are there any specific stories as a kid that really uh, resembles today for you? You're like, man, like that was a key moment in me continuing to pursue basketball. Oh, man. Uh I, I, I'll, I'll take you take you back to when I was in high school. So okay. freshman year in high school, I was 4'9", 90 pounds. Oh. Um, <laughs> not, uh, not ideal when you're trying to play basketball, uh, especially here in the States. But I was the only kid in our high school who, who, was, uh, who, who made the varsity team. And so, you know, initially, right, you know, there were about – back then, we had about 6,000 kids at our high school. I went to Upland High School um, down here in Southern California. And so – had a bunch of kids at our school. I'm the only freshman on the varsity team. So initially, it's like, oh, man, that's cool. That's awesome. You're the only freshman on the varsity team. Everybody's going to come watch you on those Friday, Saturday <laughs> nights. And, you know, of course, I'm excited. Um, but sure enough, once the season starts, you know, I'm not playing. Um, right. You know, it's like I'm, I'm literally at the end of the bench. You know, I was always the, 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 last, the, the last guy to leave, first guy in, even at that age, at 13, 14 years old, but again, I'm four nine, ninety pounds. Right. So from a from a physicality standpoint, I just really couldn't keep up. I can shoot better than most of the guys, not mm -hmm. all the guys. I can handle the ball better. I knew how, I knew how to play, but again, just from the physicality aspect, I, you know, I just struggled. And so um, it was tough. That you know, and I went through the whole, that my my entire freshman year. Um, and by the time my sophomore year came around, now I'm like five one. Okay. hundred pounds. <laughs> um, and again, you know, first one in, last one leave, and I, and I still am not playing. And then it was probably, you know, looking back now, you know, being 43, that sophomore year, we were probably a month or two into the season. I kind of knew where it was going, right? I wasn't mm. playing again. And so I went and I, I approached our head coach, Jeff Klein, and I, I asked him to meet before school. So I went to his office at like 630 in the morning. I had Leo, I had my, my bag, my practice gear, my, my game stuff, all in the bag and, and, and ready to give it to him. And I just said, hey, coach, you know, thank you. You know, I, I appreciate the opportunity, but, you know, maybe maybe this ain't for me. And I'm telling you, Leo, we must have spoke for about two hours. Wow. And he convinced me that day that all the work that I was doing was going to be for something. And I, and I just had to kind of see it through, you know, and, and just kind of stay the course through it all. And, and I didn't quit. And... I didn't know the value of that at that age, you know, being 14, 15 right. years old. But looking back as I went through college and, and eventually played overseas, I understood how important that that moment was because 
you know, my life could have taken a, a completely different direction if I didn't if I didn't stay with it and, and, and he didn't convince me to. So did you play that year? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and here's, here's the crazy part. My junior year, I still didn't play. My what? junior year, 5'3", 110, 115 pounds. Um, but then finally, my, my the, the summer going to my senior year, you know, I got with our, our assistant coach. Um, you know, we, we spent the, like, literally locked me in the weight room that summer just to get stronger. Um, you know, started my whole senior year. We had a great senior year. Um, you know, won the league championship. At five six but, or, or five nine? Um, at that time, yeah, I was already about five seven, five eight. I finally hit my little growth spurt that summer. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, you know, I had a had a great senior year. And the team did really well. But you know, again, you're talking. I graduated in '96. You know, during that time, you really couldn't play just one good year of high school basketball. Most right. most college scouts wanted to see it at least for two years, and and I didn't have that. And so that's what started the scenic route going to division three. Um, great people, great school, basketball experience was not, you know, not what I expected it to be. So I transferred, went junior college and then finally signed at Cal State San Bernardino for, for my junior senior year. So at your age right now, reflecting back on just say your sophomore and junior year, what would you say was the biggest difference between you not starting in comparison to the guy that was in front of you? Like, was he that much better than you? Like, what is it? You know, he, he I, don't, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a skill thing because, okay. you know, I could handle the ball the best on the team. I could pass the best. I, I, I could shoot the best on the team. But again, from a physicality standpoint, you know, I, I couldn't I couldn't match up with, the, you know, the, the guys who were the juniors and the seniors. And so um, it was really like during that high school time trying to play catch up and, and just trying to have my my physical ability catch up to you know, my skill set. Um, cause I mean, I, I, you know, Lee, I've been playing basketball since I was three. So, you know, right. I, I would be in the all the time, but again, when you're that small, it makes it tough. Um, so the, the, the blessing was, you know, taking that scenic route in college, going to division three, going to, to the Juco level, and then finally signing at, at Cal state San Bernardino, which is division two. Um, it gave me time to really catch up, you know, to keep working on my game, get stronger. And so by the time we got to Cal state, I felt like I was ready, not not just from the basketball, you know, side, but also just from you know from the from the physical part. So, what'd you end up at? Five nine, five eight. Yep, yep. I graduated. I graduated college. I was about five nine. I was already about one sixty. Okay, and that that was your professional when, playing weight. <laughs> uh, my playing weight by the time I got overseas, yeah, like about one sixty five. Five nine, five nine, one sixty five. Yep, soaking wet. <laughs> hey, there it is. Hey, I, I tell people this. It's possible, man. Don't make no excuses. No, Coach can do it. <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, if, if there's one thing, Leo, that, that I would hope that, you know, people who, who had a chance to, to see me or, or, you know, read about my experience, you know, it it was something, you know, basketball is, you know, is in my heart and it's in my soul. And, and you know, there was just nothing that was going to stop me from, you know, you know, from, from trying to continue and trying to, to reach, you know, the, the goals that I had. And again, even as I went through college, even as I went through, you know, when I finally, you know, got overseas and started playing, I still went back to that time when I was in high school. And, mm -hmm. and again, that's when it made me realize how valuable that conversation with my coach was and, and how valuable it was that I didn't quit 
Because, I mean, you're in high school, right? right? I mean, it's it's easy. I mean, there, there's so many other things going on. You can hang out with your friends. You can go to to the, the football games. You can go to the parties. You can do, you know, go to the movies. Right. But basketball is what I wanted to do. And, you know, I'll never forget my, my brother, my, my oldest brother, Chris, told me, he said, you know, if this is something that you want to do, you better be ready to work harder than, every, than everybody else. That's right. just that's just the way it is. Um, yeah. And I that to heart. And so when people are at the football games and I can hear them at the football stadium next door, I was in the gym with my coach. 100% That's an awesome story. So besides that conversation with your coach, was there anybody else that was more of a rock, a foundation, maybe spiritually that helped you get through that? Or was it just like that conversation that you had with your coach? Um, well, definitely my family, Leo. Um, you know, again, growing up, the, the youngest of six kids, you know, the the support that I had from my family, you know, was, was everything and still is. Um, even even having a family now of my own, you know, mm-hmm. my, my parents, my brothers and sisters, like they they all continue to support me, even, you know, even when I was struggling. You know, it's not easy when you're when you're that young in high school and you're not playing because from it being something cool and, and something, you know, awesome to, to be that young on the varsity team, you know, it pretty quickly it turns to, man, this is embarrassing. Yeah. You know, you got all your friends there, your family there, the cheerleaders there, and it's like, man. I'm the guy when you're down 20 and the crowd's like, put Jimmy in the game. I'm like, please don't, you know, um, but again, okay. the support that I had from them, you know, was, was everything. And, and I'm glad that as I was able to see it through, they were, they were still there with me and they were able to see, you know, the end result of, you know, the, their youngest son, you know, realizing his dream of, of playing professionally. The last transition into coaching. How did you get into coaching? So, so after my playing career, um, you know, I, I played almost 14 years and the last coach that I played for, uh, Norman Black, um, he's, he's a legend in Philippine basketball. Um, right. he played shows back in the day. Um, and, and back when he played in the Philippines, you know, there weren't many overseas leagues at the time. I think it was just like the CBA and then the Philippines. And he took a gig in the Philippines and Leo, he ended up being like, he ended up having a 10 year career as an import in the Philippines. I mean, put up, you know, incredible numbers and won a bunch of championships. And then he, oh, I'm sorry, You're good. he used that, he used that, uh, he used that as, as really a springboard to get into coaching there. Um, so I had a chance to play for him my, my last season. And when I retired, um, you know, we, we had had conversations because he'd known me from the time that I got to the Philippines. So that's spanning 20 years. Um, you know, we had conversation. He said, hey, you know, I would love for you to stay on if, if you see yourself coaching. And so being able to, to be an assistant and, and doing like player development with his staff um, right after retiring um, was huge. Uh, just just being able to not only have conversation with him, but, you know, being in those coaches meetings, seeing how he prepared for practice, seeing how he prepared for games and, and really the detail um, in, in everything that he did. Um, that gave me a lot of confidence you know, going forward and, and trying to, you know, to coach myself. So for the people who aspire to coach like myself and, and, and many others, um, would you say getting into player development at what level and, or, or like a video coordinating position, what would you recommend? Um, I think first and foremost, Leah, it, it depends on what level that you want to coach at. Right. Um, I would say division one college basketball or the NBA G League. Okay, I think I think you know I'm not sure so much you know what Division One programs would be looking for, um, but I know at the professional level, you know I kind of had you know it, it helped me because I played for so long, and mm-hmm. then 
again, I just stayed on, you know, with, with my coach for, for that first year after, after retirement. Um, but again, you know, I would, I, I would encourage anybody who wants to get into coaching at the professional level to, you know, to continue reaching out, you know, you know, continue networking with people and, and, you know, expect that you'll hear a lot of no's, you know, I mean, I, I heard, I heard a lot of those as well, but again, you just, you know, you keep studying, you, you, you keep learning about the game so that just for your own knowledge and, and as you're networking and as you're connecting with people. Um, and, and again, I think, I think if you do that long enough that, you know, something will catch on. And once you get your foot in the door, even if it's not, even if it's not uh, maybe a, a, a position that, that you, you know, oh, hope for yeah. the beginning to get your foot in the door. You know, I, I think, you know, I, I would, again, I would encourage, you know, young coaches to, to take that, to take that opportunity, you know, and, and, and build it and, and grow it from there. Um, and, and again, cause I think once you do that, you know, you, the, the growth continues, the learning continues, and then eventually, you know, you, you'll still get to, to where you want to be. There it is, yo. Uh, what were your thoughts on the Kings just as a basketball fan, like not being a coach or, or anything like that growing up? Well, you know, growing up, I was I was a huge fan of, you know, obviously the time with Coach Bobby and Vlade and Peja and, and C. Webb and all those guys. Um, not only because they're winning, but, you know, the way that they played, you know, it was it was an entertaining style, but it was a very a very efficient and a very selfless style of play. You know, when, when you, when you watch them, you know, they, they, they were, I think before their time in, in, in terms of the pace that they played at, um, you know, and, and, and just the ball movement and just, you know, making plays for each other offensively and defensively. I think that spoke volumes of, you know, not only the talent that they had, but, but the chemistry that, that they had within those teams, you know, on and off the court, because, you don't find very many teams who play the way that they did. Um, you don't even see it so much now. I mean, probably now, I think the, the, the organization that comes to mind would probably be the Spurs, you know, the, right. the self ball movement, player movement. Um, you know, everybody, everybody knows about the culture that, that Popovich has established over there through the years. So um, that, that to me, watching them as, as a young basketball fan is, is what really drew me to, to how they played. And they were having fun, man. That, and, and you gotta yeah. love that. The Kings are historically, I mean historically, the worst defense ever last season. Um, it wasn't pretty to watch, obviously. So they addressed it. They drafted one of the best defenders in the draft, and Davion Mitchell. Uh, your summer league defensive scheme looked good in comparison to last season. Did you guys make any or or some adjustments, or did Davion's relentlessness just make that much of a difference in terms of setting the tone and leading by example? You know, Lou, you know, I think a lot of the credit goes to, to Coach Bobby uh, because, you know, in our meetings, you know, leading up to Summer League, um, it, it's something that he really, you know, encouraged the guys from day one and said, hey, listen, if we're going to be successful in the Summer League, you know, I get it. You know, guys are here trying to get jobs, whether it's the NBA, the G League or, or big clubs overseas. But he said, you know, he told the guys, if we're going to be successful – we have to buy in defensively. And, and I'll, I'll never forget, man, our first practice of summer league, you know, I'm not sure what the guys were thinking about, you know, going into summer league or how it was going to be, but we got after it like right away, you know, after they warmed up, like we hit the ground running. And, and I think that first day really kind of set the tone, you know, for our team and, and for the guys to understand that for all of us to be successful and for, ev for everybody to get an opportunity in, in some space professionally, that this this is how we're gonna have to play and and 
it was awesome. You know, we had a great group, you know, and, and it was it was awesome to see the guys come together and, and really buy in defensively. And, and of course, Davion, you know, was really, you know, the catalyst in, in, in all of that. Um, you know, I was so impressed, you know, to see to see a young player lead, um, you know, by example, by by his work ethic and, and how he he talked guys up during the huddles on both sides of the ball. You know, offensively, oh, hey, you know, my fault. Uh, you know, I missed you on that pass. I got you in the next one. Or defensively, hey, that was my fault in the switch. I, you know, I'll be there. Those those things, Leo, are, are so invaluable to winning teams. And it's very natural for him because he's he's a winner. And, and you know, I always say winners win. And so to see, to see his impact on our summer league team, I, I can't wait you know, for, for the seasons to start because, you know, he's been, he's been at it the, the entire off season. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, how much he can help the Kings this season. Being so close to him or being around him, would you say that he loves to watch a lot of film? And do you think that film really helps you elevate and um, just, just help your game overall? Yeah, I think, I think with Davion, he's just a sponge. You know, he's, he's extremely coachable, um, you know, whether it was coach Bobby or, or one of us from the staff, you know, whatever, whatever advice that we might, you know, tell him during the game or at practice, you know, he, he takes it willingly. Um, and again, you know, he's a student of the game, you know, he comes in, whether it's watching video, coming in early, staying late. And, and again, you know, those are all things that winners do. Right. Um, and, right. and especially for a young player, you know, he, he carries a, a quiet confidence, but at the same time, a very mature approach to to you know his work. Um, and again, it's it's awesome, man. You know, I you know for for someone like at my size to have survived the game right. as long as you know, and to see him, you know, the the reigning national you know defensive player of the year come on board with the Kings and, and really address something that that has been an issue you know for the team. And again, you're not only bringing in a, a a big time defensive guy, but, but a winner. Um, so again, I'm excited, man, you know, to see him on the court with Tyrese and, and De'Aaron and the rest of the guys, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for them for sure. Can you go over some of the obligations that you'll have as an assistant coach for Stockton this year? Um, you know, Leo, we're, we haven't had like a coaches or, or staff meeting yet okay. with, with our staff. But again, I think, I think a huge advantage for us is that, our staff for the Stockton team, we were all together for the summer league. Um, so I think in terms of terminology, in terms of, you know, how, how coach Bobby wants, you know, our team to play this upcoming season. I think we have, you know, myself, coach Will Scott, Akacho Kugo. I think mm -hmm. all three of us have a, have a strong understanding of what coach Bobby wants to do and, and how he wants to play. So I think, I think that alone, um, you know, is a big help to us going into our training camp, you know, um, next month. Um, but I, I definitely see myself probably helping more on, on the offensive side of the ball. Um, just helping coach Bobby, you know, on that end. But again, I, I'm, you know, I'm flexible, you know, at the end of the day, I know, I know how much this opportunity means to him, you know, having been in the NBA, you know, as a player for, for a number of years and, and, and as a coach as well. Um, so whatever, whatever us as a staff can, can do to help him and, and make this season a successful one, I'm, I'm, I'm with all of it. From your perspective, what are you looking forward to most this season? And how would you describe a successful season for the Stockton Kings? Oh, man, I just I, I, I cannot wait to get started. Um, 
you know, having having been overseas for for, for so long and, and to get this opportunity, um, you know, it, it's a huge blessing. And uh, you know, I'm just I'm just excited to to get started. I'm I'm, I'm excited. You know, I'm excited that the group that we have for for our Stockton team, you know, a, a core of it will be you know some of our guys from from the summer league. So um, again. Hopefully, we'll just continue to to build on on what we did this summer, um, and, and again, you know, have a team that if the organization, that the Stockton community, you know, will come out and support and, and and be proud to call their team. And I can't and I can't leave you without talking about your great YouTube channel, man. It's a great YouTube family <laughs> channel. How did that start, and where do you see that going in the future? Um, well, you know, Leo, that that whole YouTube channel thing was uh, an idea of my wife. Okay. Um, you know, again, I was I was in the Philippines for for close to twenty years, and um, you know, was fortunate enough to to build you know a a fan base there. Um, you know, my wife, you know, owns her own business now, but but used to to be an actress for for a number of years, and so. You know, she just kind of came up with the idea as we started to uh, our family and our family started to grow that, hey, you know, let's let's start a YouTube channel. And to be honest, I was pretty hesitant about it. I was just like, <laughs> ah, you know, a YouTube channel. And so, you know, she kept trying to convince me. And and, and I just told her, I said, OK, well, if, if we're going to do a channel, I just want it to be us. You know, if you if, if we want to if we want to open our, our lives up to, you know, to, to people and just kind of show them our day to day as a husband and a wife and, and having three kids, mm -hmm. then I just want it to be us. You know, I don't, I don't want, you know, you hear nowadays, right, with, with all these channels and <laughs> like scripted stuff. And I said, you know, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, I just want it to be us. So what they see and whether, you know, it's the great stuff or, or the struggle, uh, you know, as parents sometimes, I, I want it to be, you know, I want it to be transparent. I want it to just be us. And so she finally convinced me, um, and it's been great. You know, it's, it's been crazy to see, you know, how many people, you know, follow our family and, and, and are connected to us. And it's been great. It's been great to just kind of share our experiences as, as a young couple, you know, with again, with 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 three young kids and, and just, you know, the transition from our life in Manila to making the big move here to back to the States after so many years. Um, and again, now, you know, getting ready to to head up there to, to Sacramento. You know, we just found a place which Beautiful. is a huge blessing for us. Um, so, you know, getting ready. The kids are excited. Um, so, yeah, I'm just I, I'm just excited to, to have our family in the Sacramento community. Um, you know, it, it's such a it's such a basketball rich community. And, and to now be a part of it. I mean, I'm, I'm coaching with, with Bobby Jackson. Right. Um, you know, it's you know, I, it's it's again, it's 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 a blessing. And and, and it's something I, I can't wait to, to, to get started with. As you said, man, your 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 channel is very genuine. I was hooked on it. I started watching one episode. I was like, "Damn, this, this is a pretty good show, man!" Um, so definitely keep up the great work there. Uh, thank you so much, Coach, for spending some time with us. I want to be respectful of your time. You know, enjoy the rest of your Saturday morning. If you guys enjoyed this interview, please like, share, and subscribe. Leave us a review on iTunes. It's gonna be a good season, y'all. Thank you so much, Coach, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Thanks, Leo. Peace. Appreciate it.